This week on Excelsior Journeys, we are putting the spotlight on the two newest members of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. We have Christy Cook and Belinda Boring. They are the co-hosts of the new podcast, Starlight Tea. And you will hear for yourself why it was so imperative for the two of them to join this network. So, JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for And that's you, what the I moment. taught myself how to draw, was actually the little mermaid. Drawing stills Mine of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than so die. He jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with him saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm sex. rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw yeah. some spaghetti yeah. against the wall. See this if it is sticks. George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in for over 190 episodes. We are getting so close to the big 200. I am so excited to share with you the news that is coming up. But first, I got some real special announcements here to make. For those of you who have who are planning to join me at Spine Indie Bookstore and Cafe for the premiere of Excelsior, The Audio Journey. Please keep in mind, the original date was Sunday, April 23rd. It is no longer that. You're listening to this, obviously, past April 23rd. This did not happen this past Sunday. So I would love you to be there at Spine Indie Bookstore and Cafe. The address is 1982 Arsenal in St. Louis. And the locate the date and time is now Sunday, May 21st. And the festivities start at about 1230 PM. I'm going to get there a little bit earlier to help with the setup, but the whole experience is going to be just amazing. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. And if you have been listening to Excelsior Journeys the past couple of weeks, you'll know that the Once Upon a Podcast Network is now fully up and running. You've recently heard from the host of one of our shows, The Genuine Creative, Melissa Hurt. She has four episodes now, and she is moving along with her biweekly show. I am really, really excited for what's to come there. And I am incredibly excited for this week's show for Excelsior Journeys because we have two of the hosts for the from the Once Upon a Podcast Network here with us this week. Christy Cook and Belinda Boring are the co-hosts of Starlight Tea, which is one of the again, one of the latest additions to this network. They they both are part of the umbrella company of Starlight and Moonbeams. So you can subscribe to the Starlight Tea podcast. You can also reach out to them to get your hands on Moonbeams magazine. You can be a part of their community that is constantly rising. I am really excited for what's to come in the future for both Christy and Belinda, especially considering that we're now into the podcast part of their, of their empire. And so I think this is going to be a really, really interesting episode to get their perspective on how things are going in these stages. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you Christy Cook and Belinda Boring. How are you both today? Doing well. How are you? 
I am doing great. And thank you for being a part of this network. I think that that your voices and your ideas are only going to make this network better. So I'm I'm really I'm I'm I've said this many times already, but I'm really excited for for the future for for your show and for the network in general. Me too. I'm so glad that you had us come on today. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing us into the network. We might not have even started the podcast yet for another year or two if it weren't for the network. So we're very grateful for all of you and bringing us under your wing and into the fold. Yeah. And so so was this something that you had both been thinking about for a while but just hadn't pulled the trigger on yet? So you want to take that, (laughs) (laughs) Christine? So of Starlight and Moonbeams just started as a Facebook page during October of 2021. I had 31 ideas for how to prep for National Novel Writing Month Mm -hmm. in a more kind of metaphysical, magical, spiritual way. And so that's how it got started. And it grew from there as I was learning coaching for writers and other creatives. And it kind of started leaning more towards the spiritual side. And then we started our community on Mm -hmm. Facebook. And that's just grown. We started doing retreats and workshops. And then we, we launched Moonbeams Magazine the beginning of 2023. Mm Mm-hmm. And Stacy Rourke had posted, hey, anyone interested in doing podcasts? And it was just kind of a random post. I was like, I've been thinking about it. And she just jumped on private message with me. And she says, you need to do this. You need to bring what you're doing with a starlight and moonbeams to a podcast. And mm-hmm. then I wrote Belinda in. and i'm like yeah sure whatever let's let's do this like christy and i have gone back for a while we pretty much were we're indie authors i started i think i released my first book 2011 it was right in the beginning of ebook the ebook um, yeah emerging i remember yeah Yeah, I remember saying I was never going to have a Kindle. I thought that it was of the devil and that it would steal my soul. And now I love the Kindle. Like, Mm -hmm. that's my mindset. Like, it's really changed reading. And so, yeah, Christy and I have been in each other's orbit for over a decade. And then she started doing author shared work called Havenwood Falls and invited Mm -hmm. me. And that that brought us closer together. So it was a natural step that once we moved away from Havenwood Falls, that she started saying, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. And so I joined the of Starlight and Moonbeams community. And then she started the magazine. And I'm like, yeah, no worries. And so I'm one of the con- contributors. I write. And then she's like, well, Kristen, well, Linda, would you like to be involved in more? And I'm like, sure, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, how about a podcast? And I'm like, well, I might stutter and I was really scared, but yeah, we're four or five episodes deep, like with recording and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's been the best thing. Like, Isn't it I great? love it. We get right. I'm like, I love the research part behind it of mm-hmm. learning. And, and then you take all these experiences that you've had and you will weave it in mm-hmm. and then just being able to talk about it. Like Christy yeah. and I could talk forever about stuff. Yeah. And so, and it's like, we have to rope it into a certain time. 
But yeah, it's, it's such a good adventure. And I like how you said empire. I was like, yep, that's what we're doing. We're building this empire starlight and moonbeams. And so there you go. And I love I'm that. Excited. I love, I love that there's, I love that there is, there's so much that's going into this. You guys have really planned so much. It's not just like, it's, it's not just, a sh- that's what I've seen actually with a lot of the different things that are going on with this network already, because the, the network itself is based on the name of it is based on Stacy's once upon a book. So mm-hmm. you have that. Yeah. And then you have, and then Stacy is bringing her own show into it with Mimesis. Then you have, then you have Melissa Hurt who is, who has this amazing background, not only in creative, but also in teaching and also in counseling with working with, with so many different people that are experiencing issues like anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, like all the things that plague the typical creative. And now she has a show. She has her own show to reflect that. So everyone is kind of like basing their shows, their current shows off of existing works. This show Excelsior journeys wouldn't exist without my own books. And that's what prompted me to, to say like, Hey, everyone's, you know, like it's got their own Excelsior journey. Everyone is always looking to better themselves creatively to kind of push them their, their own passions further. So let's celebrate that. And that's what this show, that's what the show has become. And now, almost 200 episodes later, we're still going. That's insane. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. That'll be us one day. <laughs> it will be. It will yep. be because I can already sense that the two of you are passionate about this. You're fired up about it. Now, Christy, you, uh, the, the series that you had before, the series of books, Havenwood Falls, right? Yes. Okay. Amy Hale was involved in that, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. We have – okay, so – it's not my first series. I started indie publishing in 2010 mm-hmm. and went through, did really well for a while. And then so much shifted in the market, in the industry and in my life that sent me into a really dark night of the soul. Mm. And I was spinning out and Havenwood Falls was something I started to help me kind of climb out of that. And yeah. it's a shared world. We have 43 authors, I think, in it. Yeah. Um, we have a lot. Yeah, a- Amy was talking about. It. Amy was was my guest on on season one. Season was it season one? Yeah, it was season one for Excelsior Journeys, and okay. she she went into some great detail about it. It was yeah. really exciting. The sort yeah. of the sort of setup that you had, very yeah. different from what from from what I've heard. Like I love the fact that there's so many different people that are kind of playing in this one neighborhood, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. And yeah, Amy's one, Stacy's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, like I said, 40 something authors in it and four different, actually five different series because we have just your normal adult paranormal. And then we have a young adult series and Amy Hale wrote in both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stacy wrote in our adult one. We have a historical one and Oh, we have a more sexier romance, just straight paranormal romance. And then we added a academy when the academy books were really popular. We added an academy in our town and those did really well. So yeah, we've, and then we have anthologies and yeah. 
It, it's been that really sounds fun. so much fun. Yeah. It was. It was like, like you said, playing in the same neighborhood, like a really big sandbox. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. I started it was to bring all my author friends to kind of get to play in the same world and still create and have that creative freedom to write our stories, but have a lot of, so much overlap and where art, my character shows up in other people's books. And so readers like, Oh, yay, there's Addie or whoever it is. And it's just, Oh, good. They're going to the cafe. And we have popular places in town that we all use and, and readers are familiar with it. So it's, it like brings them home. And that's what Mm -hmm. they would say. They just want to live there in Havenwood Falls. And that sounds fantastic. That sounds like so much fun. I'm like, let's pack our bags. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) My character owned the books, the bookstore, Sedona. She owned Mm -hmm. Shelf Indulgence. And that was the bookstore. Shelf Indulgence. Oh, geez. That is good. That is good. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. So, so, so before I, before I get into both of your origin stories, just to finish up with, with Havenwood Falls, has, has that been finished? Are you, is that just kind of puts it aside now or something that you'll revisit in the future? Right now we call it finished, but I do not do absolutes mm-hmm. except to say, I never say never. <laughs> so <laughs> we released a sunset sunset anthology last fall mm-hmm. and that kind of sunsetted the world in the series, but we left it open where we can come back to it if we want to in the future. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you said that there was the historical section of it Mm -hmm. was that is that basically just kind of going into the legends surrounding the area yeah and that's That's actually what it's called called. too (laughs) yeah Yeah, legends of havenwood falls so havenwood falls is a small town in the colorado rockies it's Mm -hmm. half human half paranormal creatures and we have such a variety i was so impressed with so many creative ideas the authors brought creatures i had never even heard of and Mm -hmm. so that was really cool and it's it's just so diverse and the historical tells some of the story of how the town was founded and then going forward all the way from the 1800s all the way up to the 1990s (laughs) this is now considered historical but yeah yeah i feel old (laughs) yeah i know i remember what i was doing in the 1990s like that's (laughs) Right. <laughs> so the oh uh, so I'm I'm really fascinated about this because like and it's something that I went into like more detail when I talked to Amy about it as well. One of the things that I think that will benefit is hopefully other people will kind of get some similar ideas and maybe want to create their own areas, mm-hmm. and who knows what the future might bring for that. So yeah. I think that's terrific. So were there were there any other plans to kind of take it in other areas other than just books were you thinking of maybe like maybe audio were you thinking of maybe adapting some of the works for audio i would love to do audio but there are oh not including volumes i think there's 80 something titles so that's a lot of books to take into audio now most of them are novellas they're not we don't have a lot of full lengths but still that that's a lot of investment in both time and money so mm-hmm. that's why yeah. we haven't done it yet but yeah i would love to i think it would make an amazing tv series I and mean, that's what everybody I was said just gonna it, say needs, that. it needs to be on tv <laughs> yeah yeah like here's here's an example like not naming names but right now the big thing that's going on on social media is certain books that have 
had like movies and spin-offs and stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of books out there that would just love that opportunity to shine, like new books, yeah. new authors. Yeah, they and keep going I'm back to the old with, ones. They yeah. keep, right. Like I'm We're, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled that they're doing this Harry Potter series. It's going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, fa- or faithful to the books. I love the movies, but like if they can actually do something that's going to that's going to give it the time allotment to dedicate more of the content in the books to a to like a full-on series and make it more faithful, have at it. But that doesn't mean that every series that you've already done has to get the same treatment. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, if, and it's with the Twilight books too. Like it, mm-hmm. if you can elevate or bring something more to it, then sure. But just to remake something. Just because the even would falls. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and because the fan base is already there. We mm-hmm. want something new. So I'm like, yeah. okay, whoever's out there, we're putting it out there. We would love Havenwood Falls to be a TV series. I, mean, I love TV series. I think you can be a lot more faithful to things. I could, we could sit here all day talking about all the books that we love that we think deserve just that moment to shine. Mm-hmm. I think not only readers, but there's a generation of streamers and those that are watching TV that they need these things. They need the message. They mm-hmm. need the feeling. They need all of that. Like, give us a chance. Yeah. Please let us shine. We're, we're ready. Yeah. I would say, I would suggest this. I agree. Because as someone who's gone down, who's already, I, I don't want to say like completed this, this journey because I'm still kind of on it with Excelsior. It is now an audio drama. It's now a completed audio drama. And it's because Ooh. of it's because of what was off of of what was offered to me on Clubhouse, the Clubhouse mm. app. I've spoken about Clubhouse ad nauseum yeah. here on on this show, and there's a reason why. It's because it's amazing, and it's because the te- the the amazing people that are part of it just make it something that every creative really needs to get a hold of and enjoy and explore definitely explore because it was a previous guest a two-time guest cam robinson who invited me on the app back when they were doing invite only Mm -hmm. and once i started looking around there i came across a group called the 529 club and they are filled with writers directors musicians and a whole lot of voice actors and so okay. they became they became where I would produce this audio drama. We did all the casting on Clubhouse. We did all of we did the performances on Clubhouse. And we were working with about 25 different voice actors that are based all around the world. And so we did our rehearsals on Zoom and then we moved over to Clubhouse for the for the final rehearsals to really to get everyone really of that same sort of mindset and it wound up being just a tremendous success. And we had sound effects. We had a kick ass musical score that Izzy G and Audrey yeah, Angelis did. Like it was, it was magnificent. The whole process was wonderful, but what we did, and I'm getting to the reason why, why I'm saying this now is that what we did was we didn't just create the audio drama. What we did was we created a proof of concept And so because I had to take something that took seven finished hours to listen to as an audiobook, 
and I had to squeeze it down to what would be two hours. Okay. So I would suggest taking at least part of one of the books, one of the novellas, choosing, going, recruiting, like uh, recruiting some ideas and everything from the rest of the group and just saying like, which book shall we pick to adapt and make it a short one, make it one with like only like a handful of characters, but something that really puts a good exclamation mark on this world and put all you got into that and use clubhouse to recruit your actors and get your sound effects, get your musicians, and you'll be surprised the kind of quality of work that will come out of that. And you can take that and say, and say like, you have something else. It's not just the book series. Then nothing, not to take away from the book series. The book series sounds fabulous, but to give your audience a little something more, they can grab it. They can claim it. They can listen to it over and over again and they can praise it and they can talk about it. Yeah. And then you got something that you can present to production companies and say, here, how does this sound? Yeah. Okay. I like that. I have to do that. (laughs) So don't, I'm like, put that on the list. Yeah. (laughs) Proof of concept. Keep that, put that on your vision board. Yeah. That's, That's something that I strongly, strongly recommend because it's, I don't know what the what the future holds for this for this audio drama, but I know that you know we have something now that I can say I can send out, yeah. and whether it winds up being animated over and becoming like an animated project, we have all the audio for it. It's all there, so that, that's really cool. That. Just to have that experience would be amazing. Yeah, and finding different ways to find your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thinking outside the yeah. box. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's definitely something to consider and to put on our to-do list. Yeah. A yeah, to-do list. <laughs> a to-do list. I love yes. it. I love it. I love that. That is that is awesome. That yeah, is so that's, awesome. That's what we call it because you go, ta-da, when you're done. Yep. <laughs> when, yep. you, when you mark something <laughs> off. <laughs> when I think of my to-do list, like, do you watch Supernatural, George? I know of it, but I've I've I haven't okay. watched it yet. But God, I know of there's it. a a scene where Crowley, he's the king of hell, and he mm-hmm. has contracts, and he opens up this contract, and it's long, like it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. That's how I imagine our to do lists. It's like <laughs> let me add it. It's yeah. a massive big scroll, and out it goes, and it's like yep, 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 yeah, yep, yep. Still going, still looking for the. Okay, now I'll write it at the end. Yeah. So um, the beauty about being a creative, like we have mm-hmm. an imagination, we have all these things, these ideas, these things that excite us. It's just a matter of trying to narrow it down and seeing, okay, for this time in my life, this is, this is what we can do. Okay. This can wait. Yeah. So, ta-da. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> the so, so to get, so to add more elements of your own backstories, one of the things that I really like to hear about is what I call the lightning bolt moment. And that's that moment in time when you experience something or hear something, meet someone, whatever the case. And it makes you want to just kind of say, that's the direction I want to go in. That's the kind of life I want to lead. That's the person I want to be. What was it for each of you about writing in general? I, I started writing when I was eight years old. 
And I was a military brat and my parents were divorced and I moved around a lot. And when I lived in Colorado for like kindergarten, first, second, third grade, four different Mm -hmm. schools, but I was still in Denver area. I was always at the top of my class for everything. When I moved in with my mom in Maryland, where they are top-notch schools in the nation, even to this day, I suddenly was just in the medium classes. And even one subject, I was in like the lower class. And I was so devastated. I'm eight years old. My parents are, my dad was in Germany. I, everything was just falling apart. And, I, and then there was that. That was just a huge blow to my self-confidence. And then we were assigned to write a story. And I wrote a story called Gnome Cave. It was about gnomes. It it was about these two twins who went into a cave and they got locked in there and the gnomes helped them. And I was the only one in the class to get an A, which just shot my self-confidence back up there. And I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it so much. And I was like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. And in some form or another, I have been writing ever since. So I guess that's my lightning bolt moment. It was really when I went to college, I got practical and changed my major from English to business. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going back and getting a marketing degree. But again, I did business writing, resume writing, website writing, copywriting. I mean, writing was just always there. But fiction writing, I didn't go back to till my mid-30s. And uh, I was just reading books and I couldn't quite find exactly what I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had just, my kids were, my oldest was driving. So I wasn't playing mom taxi all the time. Cause he was always happy to drive his siblings around and do their thing. And so I actually had a little extra time and yeah, I, I was reading more fiction and then I was like, well, I'm going to play around writing fiction again. And it just took off from there. And in six weeks I had a, 180,000 word book. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't know. Whoa. I didn't know that was long at the time. So yeah, did I learned a lot. <laughs> wow. I'm like, yeah. What did you do for those six weeks other than just. I, I, oh, I was wow, working still time. I was still mom, but I had like 13,000 yeah. days because I was mm-hmm. just so into it. So that's, I guess when the <sighs> second bolt really struck. And when I really just took off with it. Oh, that's great. That's great. Belinda, how about you? Yeah, I remember like little things like I used to love writing and doing things when I was little. I remember being in sixth grade and one of the three students in the class encouraged to do because we were talking about Roald Dahl, like the fractured fairy tales. And so I did something for Cinderella, uh, Cinderella and her fella. And that was published in the school <laughs> newsletter. I remember not so much writing, but I remember, and, and it's still true today, like going to sleep and listening to music and the melody would, I would create stories around that. So mm-hmm. I'd imagine things. It wasn't until I was in my 20s, I was going to school. Like I did a lot of writing, obviously for college, I'm not ashamed to say that I was in therapy and my therapist encouraged me to write. And he's like, hang a second. You really enjoy this. I expected one pages and you just brought 13 pages and your personality's (laughs) in it and everything. 
And he's like, have you ever thought of writing? And I was like, no. And me, if I ever wrote something, it was one book on my bookshelf. I would never share it with anybody. Mm. And so I was like, no. My first, I dived in fan fiction. My first fan fiction was called Love mm-hmm. Bug. And it was about teenage me meeting up with the Jonas Brothers and becoming their tutor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I loved I that, that so much. That I got it spiral bound. It's somewhere in my house, spiral bound. I remember in college writing, I believe it was like 10 page, a short story in Spanish too about wow. El Cucuy, which is the Mexican version of the boogeyman. So yeah, El Cucuy. Um, so I had these little things and then I just found something where I started reading more like Harry Potter really going to the movie, seeing the movies got me diving into young adult fantasy then it got me into the paranormal fantasy and urban fantasy and then I dived into the adult stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember the first exposure I had to like paranormal vampires and stuff was Christine Fian I have books of where I was writing fan fiction plotting it out like I would plot a book out now like it was insane And so then I guess my lightning bolt, I met someone who was an author. She was just starting out and still didn't quite dive into writing, but I became a best-selling romance blogger. I actually won one year best romance blog, the bookish snob. And I kind of developed an audience there. I was excited. I was shouting from the, the rooftops about all these authors. And then I had a dream. And I think maybe this is the aha the lightning bolt. I had a dream and I was like, well, I don't like that they're humans. Hmm. Maybe they could be vampires. No, vampires are kind of overplayed. Let me have a look at, because Kelly Armstrong does some werewolves. Let me do werewolves. So I wrote this. It was a small little scene. I posted it on Facebook, not Facebook. I posted it on my blog and everyone was like, we need this. We need this. And that was the birth of the mystic wolves. And that's like nine books in or eight books in right now. And then I had another dream, three little snippets. And I was like, man, it just won't go away. Maybe I should just write this book. Oh, hang a second. I'm like the queen of cliffhangers. I don't want it to just be one book, but I really like this concept. And that was my second. That was Broken Promises. So a lot of things from dreams. And then I just remember like driving places and having to stop every five minutes on the side of the road to write notes. Yeah. And then my husband's like, are you ready? Okay. Hang a second, stop, 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 write it out. Like it was that exciting. And so, yeah, that's, that's how I started writing. And then I started going to book signings and my blog had to, to kind of go to the side. And so, yeah, I've got like 26, 26, 27 published books. And then I kind of went through like Christy, a dark night of the, Whatever there was, there was a point where things got really dark and heavy, and I st- and I think I was just at burnout. My husband had an accident, relationships were ending. There was death. There was a lot oh, of wow. stress, and so I stopped. I stopped writing, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. It's almost like when I thought about it that that PTSD of anxiety, because mm. there was just so much going on. And then I got this text this Facebook message one day from a lovely author called Christy Cook that said, Hey, I'm doing this thing called Havenwood Falls. And oh my gosh, I would love it if you would join. And I, that was the second lightning bolt that kind of has sparked this new wave of creativity of 
And I, I tell her all the time, she saved my life. Like she saved me. She helped me reconnect with my community, with my authors. She helped me tap back into that creativity. She helped me gain experience to show that I could do this again. I had a lot of burnout and a lot of fear and self-doubt. So then when Christy came along and said, hey, I'm thinking of taking things to, because she got me involved in like Sage Goddess and like doing class because I left a high demand religion. And so I was looking for something that felt right and things that I was interested in. And that's when our Starlight and Moonbeams came because Christy was doing the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, wow. And then she would share things. I was like, yeah, I think people would benefit from hearing stuff like this, this stuff that we're learning. And also with our experiences, yeah. life experience and also experiences being creatives and starting businesses. I think we have something here. And Chris is like, you want to do this? I'm like, okay, let's do this. Nice. So she she's a genius. I got to just say it for Christy. She's a genius. Yeah, don't shake your head. She's a genius (laughs) when she has this ability. Like, I'm always amazed by her. And and I hope when you listen in on the podcast, the way that she presents things, just be like, I kind of knew this, but wow, the way that you said it. So I, I think... I'm just so glad she invited me. I'm glad for that text message back on Facebook for Heavenward Falls. I'm glad that we have the friendship and the relationship we have. See, I could talk about Christy forever. <laughs> that that she's in, that that she's invited me to go along on this journey with her, and that she's yeah trusted me to be part of it because it's exciting. Like ah, I could talk forever. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah. And it makes sense. And I think it's so relevant because we haven't even touched on COVID, the the chaos and nightmare that those years were. I think we're ready. Like, you know, when I listen to all the podcasts on the network, we're ready mm-hmm. for this. The world is ready for people to come forward and say, okay, it's been rough. It's been tough. But what, you have magic inside you. You have that creative spark. Let's mm-hmm. go play with it. It's time to reclaim our power. It's time Mm -hmm. to reclaim our lives. It's time to put aside that fear and that doubt and say, let's go. So, and that's, that's, I know the, the mentality and the hope and the intention that I have coming into the podcast and into the Moonbeams magazine. And, and I know that's the same for Christy. I shouldn't talk on behalf of you, Christy, but I know (laughs) you feel the same, like, it, it, it's just time. And I see that in when I listen to other podcasts in the network, we all mm-hmm. feel the same. We all have something that we're wanting to put magic back in the world. That's what it is. Yeah. That creative energy. We're, and we don't want to hold it for ourselves. We want mm-hmm. to share it. It's like, yeah, that's the thing I love. There's enough in the world for everybody. No need to gatekeep yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got their own fairy tale in yeah. them. And right? I mean, that's, why do you think we're called Once Upon a Podcast Network? Yeah, it's exactly. it's so that way we can help creatives find their own happily ever after, whatever that yeah. may be, whether yeah. it's whether it's financial success, whether it's personal success, whatever the, whatever the case, we're here to provide the tools. We're here to motivate, inspire, celebrate, educate, rejuvenate, like everything. It's all about yeah getting the getting the people the tools that. A lot of them don't even realize how how much they need. Yeah, exactly. And really, just like what you said, Belinda, really, really puts it out there. Because what you said was like, some people just need permission. 
They just yeah, need like they just need that green light and to say what go for it. It's like you've been spending all this time planning something. Just start it tomorrow and see what happens. Yeah. And see see what happens there. And you never know. You you never know until you have some form of a foundation down there. Like we're all writers. We all know that you can't rewrite from nothing and writing and rewriting is the basis element of writing itself. Mm-hmm, so you exactly. need to have like a foundation. You got to have something to work on now. So what I am interested in really like what I, what I'd love to hear from both of you is take me back to a very, a very not distant few past, but the time when you both sat down and you hit record, you started recording episode one of Starlight Tea. And first of all, where did the name come from for Starlight Tea? I'll let Belinda take that one. <laughs> I We were talking about different ideas and like in the different things that we do within under the of Starlight and Moonbeam's umbrella, mm-hmm. uh, we like to incorporate stars, light, moon, that kind of feel. And so I just remember going, how about Starlight Tea? Because we're serving the tea on... And that became our slogan, serving the tea on how to live a magically creative life. Mm-hmm. And it just went from there. <laughs> I just That's loved right. it. I was like, That's perfect. Right. I, I could see the logo. I could see everything. As soon as she said, how about this? And it, it just, at first it was so random. I was like, Starlight Tea? Where'd tea come from? But, <laughs> but it, it just fit. That's me. So, yeah. Bringing the randomness to the partnership. So. But it's perfect. Yeah. And so we, we yeah. even have a segment, what's in your cup? And we're talking both physically and metaphorically what's going on in your life today. I love it. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. So, so you had the title, you got everything going, you knew that you had the direction that both of you were going to go in and then you hit record, you get through that episode. What are your thoughts when you were all finished? Well, we recorded the first episode twice. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the first time was getting all the nerves out and we, we rambled and we went off on a whole different tangent that we realized that's not what we want to use as our first impression. So we ended up recording it a second time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, after the first one, I was like, okay, it was really after the second one, we were like, we can do this. We got this. I was always so worried that I'd stammer or stutter or I would just stare at my microphone and go, that was, or that I didn't have anything uh, of value to add. Which is Um, crazy. Yeah. (laughs) She has has so much value. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's, it's that relief of knowing like the intentions that we had and the research we put behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, It was that relief and it was, Oh, we can do this, like Christy said. Mm-hmm. And this is good. Like I'll text her, wow, this sounds good. <laughs> I sound smart. <laughs> and it's just, so, I, but I guess what it comes from, like you said, we gave it ourselves permission to try something and mm-hmm. to jump in and do it. And after those episodes, we feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we've done this. We can do You've this. You just created something. And You've just, yeah, you've just created made something. something. Yeah. And I hope that when people listen to it, that they can walk around feeling that same sense of empowerment. Like, oh, I can do this. This mm-hmm. is relatable. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. That's that's our hope. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. And that's that's what this is all about. It's it's giving it a shot, getting it out there. And what are your thoughts on the podcast medium as a whole? We wanted something that so we have the magazine mm-hmm. and we kind of follow the seasons of the year. We call it walking the wheel of the year. And we can touch on what's going on creatively speaking, business-wise, magically speaking, the energies in the world and everything. But you you can only make an article so long before people might, you might start losing people. Mm -hmm. And also there are people who like to get their content by reading and other people who like to get their content by listening. And so that's what, when Stacy was like, you need to do this. I was like, okay, I I know I do. Here's the kick in the butt to do it. Mm -hmm. And reach a whole different audience. And it was nerve wracking at first. And even looking at other podcasts, it's like, what can I bring that's different? And Mm -hmm. that's something that we try to drive home to our readers and our listeners is it doesn't matter. And it, it goes with writing books, with music, with whatever your art is. It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing because you have a certain unique style of magic that you are bringing to whatever you're doing. Nobody can do it exactly like you. And as authors, we all know that if you really boil it down, there's only like what, seven basic stories, basic Mm -hmm. plots. And we all just put our own unique twist to it. And Mm -hmm. that's what creates all of these different millions of original stories that are out there. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. that with the podcast, it was the same thing. It was like, what? Yeah. Other people might be talking about the same thing or very similar but nobody is talking about it from our unique perspectives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I like to just to add the thing that I like about podcasts that I'm noticing because I'm just starting to get into listening and stuff. I love how personal it is and how it's more intimate than just reading something. So it's just another way t- to make that connection, to form community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like it. It reminds me of talk show radio, like, you remember growing yeah. up where you'd listen oh, yeah. to it? It's like our, I like that. It gives me, I'm someone that likes to hear it. And so, yeah, it's just another way of connecting and, and forming community. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. So yeah. I like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm so glad. I'm, I'm so glad. And, and both of you are such, such a, a wonderful addition to this network too. So with that sort of, with that kind of enthusiasm, the fact that you're both really gung ho and ready to keep going with this, that just makes me so happy. I knew like once, once I heard like that Stacy had recruited you and I found out a little bit more about what it is you do, it was like, this is a no brainer. They got to <laughs> be a part of this. Like this is, this is exactly like what we wanted to do for this network. We want it to be a create a creator centric network that that is for creatives by creatives. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and what you guys are bringing to it is terrific. It's yeah. so I am. Thank you. I, I'm really excited for this. And so obviously people can go to once upon a podcast network.com. So that way they can, they can get a hold of your, of your page and they can find you on Spotify. They can find you on Apple podcast and we are expanding your reach evermore we're working to get you guys on amazon we're working to get you on stitcher on TuneIn, on 
you know, if, if we can get you on Pandora, that's, that's also one of our, one of our destinations there. So there is a lot that's going on with this and even more plans for the Once Upon a Podcast Network in the future. So, but what I would like to know from both of you is where can my audience find the two of you? Well, you can start with of starlight and moonbeams.com and we have of starlight and moonbeams Facebook page and Instagram. And we're trying to get on TikTok, but talk about that lengthy to do list. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the starlight tea Facebook page and Instagram as well, where mm-hmm. we like to share all of our network allies. And then for me personally, christycook.com. Havenwoodfalls.com, Angdora.com. <laughs> it's all kind of tied in together, but yeah, there's there's a lot of places you can find me. Excellent. Yeah, just put Linda. your name in. We sh- you covered all the Starlight and Moonbeam stuff where you can find us. So you can just Google my name, Belinda Boring. You can find me on Facebook, Belinda Boring Author. You can put my name into Amazon, all the different books retailers i have some books that are for free to give you a taste of my style belinda boring books belinda boring author.com yeah excellent and if you actually mean literally how you can find me running around crazy because my life is full that <laughs> if you want to find me online that's where you can find me there you so, go yeah. there you go sometimes it really is just about giving yourself permission to push forward to get those creative juices flowing to start the process of getting something done, getting something out there. That is what Christy and Belinda have been doing for all this time with all the different projects that they've been, that they've been going, going forward on. And that is what they're doing right now with the starlight tea podcast. I am overjoyed that they are a part of this network. I am very grateful that Stacy reached out to them to come aboard and I am filled with excitement for what is to come in the future for, for their show, for this show, for all the other shows in the network, for the network as a whole, for everything that's, that's going on. This has been just an amazingly creative year so far. And I believe that the sky is the limit when it comes to looking at the future. So for Christy Cook and Belinda Boring, this is George Soroy saying to all of you ever upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>